Hi. So welcome to episode three of The New Normal. We have a special guest today, Jessica. Jessica is back to her roots. And we also have, again, the co-host, Mountain Man, also known as Lenny Chessel. Or Lenny Jelly, as it were, today, or jam. I don't know. What's the difference between jelly and jam? I can put all the fruit in, so does that make it jam? Gelatin. Gelatin is the difference. Okay, so no jelly. Just no pectin, no gelatin. It's just yeah, in jam, in jam, there's no, uh, there's no gelatin or whatever else. Jam is essentially like it's um, cooked down. Yeah. You just cut the fruit down and add sugar if you want. Yeah, and, like yeah. half a quarter of what they said. Yes, and then and you usually keep like the pieces of the fruit inside the jam, whereas in jelly, you're gonna strain it. Right. It's gonna be more, you know, gelatinous. And um, nice, well done. <laughs> Where did you learn and, how to yeah. make jam, Jess? Was it from your grandparents? Yeah, yeah. So my grandmother, um, my grandmother preserved a lot of food. So they grew food. Uh, they had their own vegetable garden. They grew muscadine vine. Ah! Wonderful. Yeah. I'm done with my work week and I'm getting ready to start my, um, what I'm calling vacalo. Um, so going on furlough next week and making the most of it. So Jess, what's a uh, vacalo? Uh, vacalo is um, a positive take on a week of not getting paid. <gasps> so furlough, but you mentally have to look at it as vacation and um, time that you can uh, spend doing, you know, doing whatever you want, hopefully. But I must ask, given the sort of the facts around that statement, um, we've all had vacations where we felt obligated to check in and to continue to stay tethered. And I do believe that would be a license to do whatever the heck you want. <laughs> Exactly. I put in enough time. It's kind of like, you know, I've, I've uh, paid into Medicare and Social Security when it's my time to uh, take something for myself. It's, you know, not a problem. Cool. cool. Yeah, I've definitely spent vacation time uh, doing company, company yep. stuff. Anyway. Yeah. I, I just uh, came from the kitchen. Um, we had purchased an abundance of fresh fruit, raspberries, strawberries with the intention um we're having a hard time finding proper jelly and uh so added to that a uh, bag of frozen rhubarb so i just cooked up a batch of first time ever um raspberry strawberry rhubarb jelly or jam i guess jam yeah that's nice I, rhubarb is something that i haven't worked with before but i do like making it good making my own jams and yeah. um, but I'm, I'm interested to try rhubarb I've seen some recipes for strawberry rhubarb pie that so, interests me my grandmother so the only experience I have actually in my whole life is my grandmother's 
God rest her soul, her strawberry rhubarb pie. She made three things. She made uh, uh, she made macaroni and tuna fish, strawberry rhubarb pie, and then the uh, the, uh, the Yiddish's luncheon and cheese. Uh, it's noodles and cheese. So those were oh, and bananas and sour cream. I guess they were four. So if you went to grandma's, you were going to have one or all of those, depending on how long you stayed. <laughs> so how often was it all of those? Oh, yeah, it was weekends. I mean, the yeah. thing I remember most about going to grandma's house was, and she lived in New Jersey, North New Jersey. She had a wind-up clock that sat on the nightstand, so I'd sleep on the couch. But maybe it was a guest bed. Who remembers? And uh, and that. But it was silent, made my brain want to explode. And I would hide it and I'd stuff it and I'd stuff it in drawers and I'd wrap it in towels and I could never get the stuff to stop taking in my brain. <laughs> That's so funny. I have a very similar memory of sleeping on the couch in my grandmother's bed and she had the wall clock that did the tick, 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 tick. And, um, but for me, it was, uh, it didn't drive me crazy. I I liked it. It was sort of like I don't know if I felt safe there, but the sound of it was soothing to me. But I could definitely see how that repetitive noise would uh, make you go mad. Uh, so they made muscadine wine. She made their own jams and pies. We had a blackberry patch. And um, in the back room, we called it the back room. It was in the back of the house, but it was a dark room lined with jars and jars of preserved fruits and vegetables. Really old school. I remember I went to my brother, my brother Larry, my older brother, his friend Charlie. Uh, he's from Alabama, and we met him up there in Alabama. My brother and him had gone on a, on a, on a road trip. And we got there and they had planks four by eight wood and they were drying free from the sun. Naturally dehydrated. So yeah, there are all these techniques that people used to use that I think has kind of become lost knowledge. And so these techniques that have gotten lost, uh, Jess, when you when you start when this whole quarantine thing happened a few months ago, uh, you had told me that you're returning back to your roots. Can you tell us what that means, how you've returned back to your roots? Yeah, so I don't know if I would describe it as having returned as much as um, an attempt to return as much as I can. I live in a condo in South Florida and I don't have a big yard, I don't have a private space, but what I do have on my patio is I, I'm growing cherry tomatoes, I'm growing strawberries, I have lots of different herbs there, and I've also um, tried a lot of recipes that I've learned from, you know, my grandmother. I, you know, when we've been thinking about saving money or um, also having the time to try new things. Um, I've made a lot of cornbread. I've had a Who's lot of meals. Sweet? That Are you sweet or, or, or salty cornbread? <laughs> oh, salty. Right, it's a real southern, it's salty. Yes, it's salty. Now, I appreciate a sweet cornbread every now and then. I get it. Yep. Um, but to me, you know, a typical meal um, when I was growing up uh, would be 
black eyed peas, cornbread, cream corn from corn that we, we grew, collards or spinach or something, just a huge plate of vegetables. Maybe the only meat would have been a turkey sausage or a bacon inside the, uh, the black eyed peas that you cooked it with. Yeah. And, um, and cornbread. So I've gone back to making cornbread, making corn fritters. You have a iron cornbread. Uh, oh, of course I do. Yeah. <laughs> I have two. Do you put so, jam on cornbread? You can. The, so this goes yes, back to. Yes, but you can't get out of Georgia if you do that. <laughs> I. So my corn, my cornbread, and uh, you know, some people put honey and butter on their cornbread. Oh, that's but I've always looked at it as sort of a of a foil for the other vegetables. So. I'm gonna crumble it up and I'm gonna put the black eyed peas and the soup from the black eyed peas on top of the cornbread so it soaks that in. So hot sauce, really hot sauce on the black eyed peas? Occasionally. Okay. Um, that's good, but more I, I'm used to doing like a slice of Vidalia onion. So I get a bite from raw, raw Vidalia onion with the black eyed peas in the. Yum. I'm getting hungry, but I'm you. Hungry. Yeah. We didn't even want to go that way. But you know, it's interesting. It, it makes me think about just something that we've talked about before, um, which is this whole wants versus needs things. And uh, and I always share my oldest daughter's wisdom. She she came home one day from elementary school, and um, she said, "I found out, and I want to explain to you that I know the difference now between wants and needs." Like, oh, great, did they teach you that? She goes, no, I figured it out by myself. So what's <laughs> between a want and a need? And she said, um, my parents get me what I need. That's that's your job, and I, you know, that's great. And she said, but my grandparents get me what I want. Smart girl. Very smart girl, and she, uh, yeah, she definitely lived that for sure. So. <laughs> but the point is, is I believe that the uh, somewhat superfluous, uh, you know, collection of goods that we seem to uh, live by and, you know, order more than we need, buy more than we need, eat more than we need, you know, all this excess and extraneous stuff that, um, you know, even shopping right now, you really have to think about what you need. And uh, I love this whole movement of pantry cooking, whatever, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's, I, I think we're learning some really good lessons. You know, it's interesting to see a lot of people are baking since the quarantine was put in place. Jessica, any idea why there's this return to buying yeast? I can't even buy it anymore. No yeast, no flour. Yeah. And no toilet paper. No yeast, no toilet paper. Hot commodities. Toilet paper. Toilet paper. <laughs> But I get up a day. I just I just told somebody that thirty bucks on 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 the Amazon. For what? Yes. For toilet paper. No, like a bidet attachment. Some Once you go bidet, there's that. no other way. <laughs> Some people are so weird about that. But what's with all know, the what's with all the baking of bread? Yeah. What is Speaking that? Bidet, what's with the baking of bread, Jessica? <laughs> I like the segue. Um, I, you know, lots of people, lots of people are talking about this and lots of people have theories about 
there's this primal thing, like bread has been essential to um, human survival for so long, and it's kind of a return to that. There's been a lot of, um, there's a recent book, Rage Baking, that came out that talked about people who were sort of um, using it as a mode of catharsis for political rage or societal angst or something. And I'll tell you what, I don't know because I don't bake. Um, I, it's like, a, it's a very precise thing. You have to have the temperature, right? Um, it, the there's measurements. no such thing as a pitch or a, there's a Yiddish word. It's like the greatest Yiddish word, a shittahai. A shittahai. It's like, that's how much. Yes. And, and that's how I cook. So I, I, I like cooking, um, sort of intuitively. Like, okay, can I, you can take a meat thermometer and measure the end, and I'm sure people um, who are highly skilled and have all the technical abilities, um, there's a reason that you do everything. I get it, sous vide, it works. Um, but I'm more like, can I press my finger, you know? If you like a big behind or a cheek, right? You know, whatever, yeah. Yeah, I like to feel my way through it. If I make a mistake, I, you know, I can cover it up in some way or compensate in some other way. You can't do that. Un, un, under salt and under cook, you can always fix those two things. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right? Yes. Uh, and so I, you know, I enjoy that. I enjoy that kind of cooking. The baking, my theory is that um, people may feel uh, a sense of control that they do have to follow that process and so that they, they can control the outcome. Um, my other theory is that, um, and I'm going out on a limb here, sugar is delicious and bread is delicious. <laughs> and so you do all this work and then you have this wonderful treat, even if it's not perfect at the end of the day, it's, um, you know, it's something nice to have and it's fun. It's comforting. Yeah, I mean, that's it's, like been the real big thing, right? So people yeah, are finding comfort in making their own bread. The whole yeast thing, the whole sourdough, I don't even know what that stuff's called, but they, like, it's like having a baby, you gotta like, keep it in an incubator. It's totally what? like having a baby. Just like baking bread, <laughs> having babies, same thing. <laughs> babies, it's all, they all start with babies, so we're good. <laughs> Any other bee questions you'd like to ask? But you know this. I mean, this the the this one silver lining to the quarantine is this opportunity for us to slow down as we all fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone been taking day naps? Oh man, day naps, yeah. big time day naps. Big time. Um, the other thing that's screwy is we're not going to call days by their days anymore. We're just going to call them numbers. It's just going to be one through seven because they all run together. And at least you can keep track. It's like, what's today? Once. You'll remember tomorrow's two. And uh, my worst thing that happened, Andrew, I think I might have mentioned this, but I woke up on a Monday morning and I just did one of these. Oh, Saturday. <laughs> on a Monday morning. It was terrible. <laughs> You know, if you do that on Friday, it's not so bad. But on a Monday to think it's Saturday was just devastating. 
And there's also the uh, two sets of PJs. You have your morning PJs, and then you have your second pair of PJs. Especially pajamas, pajamas, yes. Y yeah, are are the two of you doing that as well? You have well, I I uh, I emceed an event for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. I've got my background here. Last night it was really cool. We raised two hundred forty-five thousand dollars. So it was a Students of the Year campaign, and uh, I put on a tie and a button-down shirt and a sport coat. And I'll I'll send you the picture of me in my jacket, tie, and shirt and my and you were the MC for that event, Lenny? Yes. Oh, wow. So you had to appear professional. Wow. Yeah, you're wearing shorts. I have, I'm actually wearing a pair of pajama pants right now. They're black with uh, polka dots. Um, and so this is my evening pajama pants. Which it is, and especially you know, on work days, day to day, I do find myself wearing two different sets of pajamas. The weekends, uh, I may actually wear jeans, real clothing. Just I've had long pants on one time since it started. <laughs> one time, not one time, but I had long pants on. So shorts every day, and Lenny, you're you're over off the grid still, right? At your undisclosed location. You know, I love how you always try to get to the bottom of that story. I'll just um, smile and uh, ask Jessica what she's doing this weekend. I mean, she'll probably wrap. We're going to run out of time here, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you start your um, big halo. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I guess the big halo really starts on the, starts on the weekend. So I'll be um, making sure I don't forget to water my cherry tomatoes because they're they're very thirsty plants. Yep. Um, and then I'm going to try to get some personal writing done, um, some personal creative projects. Um, I've been trying to um, write on a regular basis. You know, I, I write for work, and that's not always fulfilling. Um, so I've been trying to take this time to finally um, work on some things that I want to work on. Cool. And don't overwrite the because they split. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yep. I've been a, had a little bit of gardening experience in my day as well. <laughs> so are any, of you, are any of you prepared to uh, return back to the office and no, leave the grid, leave being off the grid in the middle of... Nope, not a chance at hell. A public bathroom, you know, public doors, you know, uh, who knows who, I mean, no, not just no, but hell no. I was thinking about that, the thought of returning to the office and seeing doorknobs again and staplers and the coffee machine and having these thoughts of who touched this before us and, you know and feeling safe. Yeah, what is the problem? You know why that's so scary? There's those damn pictures of that coronavirus. It looks like a little monster from outer space. <laughs> It is a little monster. I don't, it's not from outer space, but yeah, it could be described sure. as that. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica. I was wondering how she knows yeah. that. Yeah, how do you know for sure? I, I don't know okay. for sure. Here's the last bit of geek. Here's the last bit of geekness. Um, the uh, flight uh, kicking off tomorrow, uh, right? Tomorrow's May 30th. 
and the NASA flight is uh, scheduled to take off tomorrow. So that's we're in Florida. If the skies are clear, you should be able to look to the north. Do you think so if we go to Titusville, we would run into Elon Musk? I think if you tried to go to Titusville, they'd stop you. Although they do have big crowd control, they're really concerned about the crowds. So. Okay, we'll just try to hit them up on Twitter. All right, tell them I said hey. We'll do, we'll do. Because yeah, I have a picture of a Tesla. <laughs> you have a picture. <laughs> but, I mean, you don't really need a... Jessica's on my dream board here with my big yacht and airplane. Yeah. As it should, I mean, I'm down here, there's a, there's a dealership down here. I see lots of Teslas and they are dream board worthy. Can I tell you, I drove one, it scared the crap out of me. Why? Florida. I did that zero to 60 thing. I swear yeah. I was busy. I was, my, my equilibrium was off. I was a little nauseous. It scared the crap out of me. Well, I mean, how do you think the people felt going from a carriage to a Model T? I, I mean, they had to be, I mean, do you think it's like a physical reaction or it's just like disorienting because we're not used, not used to it? No, the number of Gs you're pulling is, it's a physical okay. reaction. It's actually, it is truly a physical reaction. It messes with your equilibrium. Yep. Yeah, the brain, your brain, all forces the molecules in the back of your head in about, you know, three seconds. And you still want one. No, I just like my picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jess, thanks so much for being a guest today on The New Normal on episode three. And Lenny, it was good to talk to you again from your undisclosed location in cyberspace. As a Shelby. As a Shelby. Have a great weekend, ladies. Always you, a pleasure. You too. Thank you for listening. Peace out. Peace. Stay safe. <laughs>